the fire within podcast you need a sustainable plan the right mindset and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within just like the phoenix you can burn your old habits never turn back and emerge completely anew there are no shortcuts welcome fire within nation this is your host brandon woolley we talk about all things fitness nutrition and health related joining us today is our producer joe who's gonna be co-hosting with me excited and then we have our guest today david allen David is a personal trainer, former college baseball pitcher. He's a second degree black belt in karate and the creator of Snacks Life. And it has nothing to do with food. It does not, no. No. Uh, His love for health and fitness came after a health scare of his own while playing a high school basketball game. Mm -hmm. Developed an extremely rapid heart rate, which sent him first to the emergency room and then to various physicians. And definitely ask you some questions about that. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, after recovering from supraventricle tachycardia, Mm -hmm. or SVT for short. SVT, yeah. I practiced that. How'd I do? (laughs) You did pretty good. Uh, He he researched the benefits of, of fitness. He's been a love with it ever since. So uh, that being said, David, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Absolutely. So um, yeah, from New York, born in New York, and I'm a huge Yankee fan. So I don't know if you guys follow baseball, but we did lose and uh, kind of upset about that. <laughs> sorry, but sorry for uh, it's, it's all good. Yeah. So I uh, lived in New York for 12 years and uh, we, my family moved right after September 11th and moved to Camden, North Carolina. In Camden, it was about a town of 6,000 people. So yeah. I moved from New York that had, you know, millions of people to a place that had 6,000. Millions 000. of cows. <laughs> and millions of cows, exactly. So you can imagine how, how you know, the culture shock of that. Yeah. Um, did 9-11 have anything to do with your move? It kind of did, yeah. yeah. We were just kind of like, ah, you know, I think it's a little bit, it times up. And uh, so we moved down. To, I was 12 years old. Uh, at the time. And so in Camden, my parents were not fans of the public school system, let's say. And so I was put in actually homeschooled my eighth grade year. And for, for one year, though, I did pretty well. And so they were like, you know what, let's introduce you and get you back into the public school system. So uh, I went to two years of high school and then kind of lost all ambition for college. And so they were like, nope, we're taking you out of this public school system. And they pulled me into a private school about an hour away in Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, wow. Wow. Were you commuting every day? Commuting every day. Uh, so one hour a day. Oh, it's a, well, an hour to go there, an hour back. Um, every single day, my sister and I would go, and it actually was worth it. About a couple months in, I got my motivation back, decided, like, yeah, I want to play I want to play something in college as far as a sport. I was kind of short. So uh, basically it was going to be either baseball or something else, and it ended up being baseball. But I moved there to actually Wichita, Kansas. Spent oh, wow. about 10 years in Wichita, and I recently moved here with my girlfriend, Elita Raleigh, and been here since August. My girlfriend and I love it here. So as far as my business goes, uh, Snacks Life stands for Short, Nuanced, Actionable Exercises. And uh, basically that was started in my parents' basement. And my buddy and I would do these these short workouts during, you know, playing video games, uh, watching movies. And so we were noticing some results from that. My buddy was at the time, not now Pearson, he was 220 pounds, five foot seven, 220 pounds. So he was fairly big. And he noticed that he was losing some weight, feeling a little bit better. And he actually got in and did some more running. And, and now he's about 160 pounds. So, wow. um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good transformation. As far as snacks, I created a plan that would help sedentary and busy lifestyle people to actually find time to do exercises in a work environment and in a home environment. And so that's where I developed snacks. Awesome. 
Now the your friend that dropped from you know the two twenties mm-hmm. down to one sixty, mm-hmm. did, did he attribute a lot of that to these short burst training sessions? As far as running was a lot of his 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 weight loss. So he dropped probably about ten to fifteen pounds from doing those snacks, and then it was it was easier on him to then to exercise more. Do you so, find like as a personal trainer that? Once people start to see results, then they get more serious. And so, yes. but it's really tough to get them to the point where they see results or is it just hard to get started? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I think that's how most anything starts. You know, you get a taste of it and, and you know, you're not exactly, you know, you may be a novice, you're not like an expert at it, but mm-hmm. then you go, Hey, you know what? I enjoy this. I'm seeing a change. And then you go, let me get a little bit deeper and you keep going further and further. Yep. I like the approach when I was a music major, mm-hmm. I used to teach high school kids and mm-hmm. I would have them do fundamental work. Like mm-hmm. if they're a brass player, like buzzing on their mouthpiece during commercial breaks, Okay, yeah. uh, which was perfect because they have no stamina at this point. Exactly. Just like with exercise. So, you know, they can do it for two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. They recover during the show and I would have kids practice buzzing their mouthpiece on the commercial breaks and we'd sound better as a band. Exactly. And that's kind of that thought process of, okay, yeah, if you don't have, you know, time to actually get a 45 an hour workout, do something small throughout the day. Now, uh, as far as uh, the snacks company, how does it work? If somebody goes, I'm interested in the snacks program, Mm -hmm. what does it entail? Right now it entails going to the website and I would work with them. I kind of uh, have a complimentary, like a 30 minute thing where I find out what they're looking for, kind of what time they have as far as throughout the day. uh, And then I will make a plan for them as far as the snacks exercises that I do have that I've had, you know, developed throughout time. What are the, the people that come to you the most? People that work desk jobs. They, they realize that they have not a lot of time to do other things. And so what they can do is a little bit of short, you know, workouts throughout the day. And it, it's you know beneficial for them. Can you give us an example of what some of those exercises might be? A lot of seated work. You could do things like knee raises, just kind of bringing your knees from the ground um, sitting position to your chest. Bicycles, you kind of have alternating leg toe touches from seating positions. You cross your legs and kind of uh, do a cross body elbow to knee type exercise. And those are all kind of abdominals. So you really get to be creative with that. Absolutely. Now, have you done some research on the effectiveness of this on productivity, just moving and getting blood flow and what that does for the brain? No, I have not. But I'm actually making my way towards that and kind of doing a little bit more research and being able to take this product to insurance companies and people that do actually provide insurance for their for their employees with that productivity. Yeah, uh, there was a couple interesting uh, points on that. Uh, Brendan Burchard has a book, High, high Performance Habits. Yeah, High Performance and, Habits. Yeah, I was actually yeah. going to talk about that today. Yeah, one of, one of the chapters. <laughs> Just, just that blood flow to the brain mm-hmm. uh, just does so much for productivity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, I believe in personal transformation, which mm-hmm. is uh, why I've kind of built my business around this idea of the phoenix rising from the ashes, a new creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any kind of transformation story or kind of what your origin story that brought you into fitness and, and just making a difference for people? Yeah, so I... I- completely love that idea of the the phoenix me personally um i'm a a son of two doctors my they both graduated from columbia university my sister was a princeton grad i was not i was not in the ivy leagues so i was trying to make a name for myself right and basically how i was able to do that um coming back from my svt i had some mistakes as a as a college student where i actually got kicked out of my first year of college i just kind of was in the sales industry, saw these people, you know, was kind of um, moving forward, but kind of saw people 
suffering. And I did not want to look like that. I didn't want to be like that. And that SVT kind of was always in the back of my mind. And so from there, I kind of focused my life more on and health and fitness. Yeah. Now, what have you found out since that about SVT? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I do know that SVT is a rapid heartbeat. And so I was staying up late and uh, didn't really get much sleep, was probably dehydrated. I went to a, an emergency center. And so uh, they stuck my arm. They're trying to do all these things. They couldn't figure out what was up. But then they, I went to actually the hospital and they were able to, to reduce it. And doctors did you know surgery trying to see if they could ever do it again and they didn't oh, wow uh, so from then i just was like you know what i'm just gonna i'll keep it in mind but i just want to put that in the past have you found that the more you focused on your health the less type of event or was it this is just an isolated incident it was an isolated situation so you had this event you create the snacks program mm -hmm. and uh, what else drives you to to stay to stay fit and to to drive your business I would definitely say being able to help people that don't believe they could be helped. I noticed the people that work with me, I noticed my boss, extremely overweight. My boss's boss was quite obese to where he would actually have to walk with a cane. I saw myself like that. If I stay in this industry, is that going to be me? I couldn't do that. So I, I just said, okay, I have to, to leave this job and, and kind of focus on that fitness and health path. Specifically with like, describe the person that feels like they can't be helped. Yeah. And, and it's so kind of going back to, to my friend, he was a football player. He was a lineman at five, seven. It made no sense. Right. But when he started noticing a sort of differences as far as his weight loss because of the short exercise that he was doing, then he was able to say, okay, wait a minute, I can lose weight. I can, you know, become healthier, become fitter. You have to get to a point to where you can. So I don't know if you guys ever heard this, like one of the biggest, guys in the uh, like heaviest guys in the world he would actually clap and he lost weight clapping no kidding and so that type of mentality make it clap make it clap <laughs> exactly and it's really cool that kind of that thought process just move more right yeah that's wild mm -hmm. so you said you want to talk a little bit about high performance habits i haven't read that book yeah. Okay. So the actual, I was actually talking about his daily planner where you're actually able to write the th top three things that you want to get done for the day. And then it has like five secondary things. And when you see those type of three things, every single day, you write those three things down. Those things, things are going to get done faster than if you don't have anything written down. Been to a couple of Brendan uh, conferences actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, since we're kind of on the topic of, of things that you feel, I, I guess, keep you more productive and, and help mm -hmm. with success, well, mm -hmm. what other types of habits do you mm -hmm. have in your day? Yeah. So every single day I do stretch. It definitely helps, you know, loosen yourself up and get you ready throughout the day. So let me ask you about, because yeah. I'm not a big stretcher. Mm -hmm. Is stretching like a compounding kind of effect? Like if you do it often, then you start to feel the results? Because oh, as a yeah. guy who doesn't stretch often, I'm like, this feels like I'm wasting time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Consistency is key. Yeah. So how too. long do you feel like you got to get in the regular habit of stretching before you, and what are the benefits? Yeah. Decreased injury when you actually do work out, more blood flow throughout the body. So you get kind of wake up a little bit faster and I just kind of feel better. How much stretching are we talking here? How many minutes? <laughs> 
I do about 15 minutes a day personally. And, you know, I think the real benefit for most Americans is going to be with imbalances that cause low back pain and things mm-hmm. of that type of nature. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's like preventative, but also if you're going to do any high impact training, yeah. it's important that biomechanically everything's operating correctly and you're not increasing imbalances because in, as imbalances get worse and worse, if it has anything to do with the lumbar or vertebrae, I mean, you're looking at some pretty significant injury down the road. Yeah. You Correct. were telling me you worked with a woman who just by doing some stretches experienced a lot of alleviation in a sciatica. Yeah. She, she had horrible sciatica and I couldn't sleep at night. She saw a chiropractor for 20 years would get maybe temporary relief. And I think chiropractic is great, but if you're not also adjusting the fascia and the muscles, it's just going to go right back to where it was. Mm-hmm. So I showed her a basic piriformis stretch, which is similar to pigeon pose and yoga, just done on a table. She slipped like a baby for the first time in 20 years and the sciatica never came back. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's what stretching can, can help with. Yeah, so I do, I do that, that stretching uh, exercise as far as either get a snack in, in the morning or uh, get a you know mile run. Just do something every day. Light movement, yoga, um, those type of things is what I do. Your programming doesn't have to be specific to just the office. It's the same concept as Tabata, right? It's four minutes. Exactly. You do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off mm-hmm. for eight rounds. And in four minutes, you can get a killer workout. Exactly. Uh, especially if you throw some some burpees in there or something. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people recommend like a four-minute Tabata set first thing when you wake up, mm-hmm. kind of start the day, rev the metabolism. What, what's your thoughts on that? I, I believe in it. Moving more is really what it's all about. Your body cannot, you know, sit down all day. It's not designed to sit down all day. You wake, you go to sleep, you're in a prone position for hours, and then you expect to get up and just start, you know, kicking the day's butt. You can't do that. You got to get some movement in. Uh, absolutely. Uh, for for me, what I find... Um you know, kind kind of a little off topic, but but having a dog is a great way to get uh, more movement in because you got to take them for Definitely. a walk, otherwise they're going to ruin your carpet. So, uh, and if you live on a second or third story apartment, even yep. better. Um, it's funny you say that. My girlfriend uh, and I brought her dog over. I brought my dog, Lu- uh, Lucy, a little chihuahua. She's skinny, <laughs> tiny, uh, but her dog's a rat terrier, and her rat terrier was kind of chubby, right? And uh, notice we live on the second floor. The dog now looks like like almost pit bullish. <laughs> it's definitely gotten fitter just from doing stairs and, and getting out and getting more walks. And, and people ask me all the time, you know, what's the deal with the steps and why is it important? And, you know, I don't even know that you'll lose any significant amount of weight by, you know, step counting and trying mm-hmm. to hit 10,000. But what I do know is our lymphatic drainage system mm-hmm. uh, that our body uses to help filter toxins and stuff to deliver in kidneys. It does not have a pump like our cardiovascular system has, which is our heart. Mm-hmm. So if you move, it doesn't move, which means your body is not eliminating toxic waste buildup. Correct. So even if you're clapping, you know, even if it wasn't actual muscle burn from energy, I mean, just moving is helping with lymph fluid, mm-hmm. which just can help different processes of the body. Exactly. There's a super over my head textbook uh, called Anatomy Trains, but the introduction talks about this extracellular matrix, which is all the fluid between blood cells. And the reason we get injured and we sit and we don't move it, why uh, it gets really, really stiff and why healing slows down after a while, you know, because after a while the PT wants you to do movement. Mm -hmm. Well, this extracellular matrix that stops moving just gets more and more gunked up uh, and, and stiffer and stiffer. 
So, so I think to an extent we're doing that all day long, all the time. Yeah. So again, it doesn't have to be doing a CrossFit workout. Exactly. But if you're doing chair dips at your desk and, and whatever you have, you yeah. know, I think that's a great program yeah. and, and a good way to, for, for other health benefits as well. Yeah. And that's the kind of what I uh, promote is gain strength, increase stability and increase flexibility as well. It's not a sweating type workout, so you're not going to lose a lot of weight, but you are going to feel better to where you can start exercising if you do have that time and, and feel better. Yeah, and, and everybody can take three or four minutes at their desk. Exactly. Uh, just instead of flipping through Facebook on your phone, maybe do that instead. Spend incredibly too much time on social media. <laughs> now, do you ever have clientele that say, you know, I feel a little bit funny about doing that at my desk at work? Have you run into that at all? And then, Definitely. And then what what do you do to help them through that process? That's a great question. They they have that kind of fimage to where they have that fear of image. I never and, I like that fimage. I met at camp a long time ago, but yeah, have write that, that one down. But you just kind of have to work with them and start it off. Okay, so you don't don't want to do it at your desk, right? What are you doing at home, right? So what are you doing in the comfort of your own home? Whether they're doing dishes, they can start doing a little bit of exercises, squats, lunges, doing some sort of exercise while they're doing dishes while you know while they're cooking. Perfect. Now, the next thing I want to ask you about, you know, a lot of people, myself included, have mm-hmm. trying to take shortcuts to, to reach their goals and their health and their life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like at any point there were some shortcuts that ended up biting you in the end and just weren't a long-term strategy to, to whatever your health, fitness, and life goals were? You know, there was this time in high school to where uh, there was this, these ads on TV and it was, it was some sort of creatine. And so all the people in our class were like, yeah, let's, let's take this stuff. And it's like increase strength and prove your build muscle mass and kind of things like that. And so I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do that. And so then we look at it and we're, we read, you know, we read what exactly it's all about. And uh, you have to drink tons and tons of water. You have to work out way too much. So I did that for about a couple of weeks and I was like, this is not for me. And there's a lot of people that look for uh, a supplement on its own to change. Now, I do think that proper supplements mixed with behavior change can mm-hmm. make a big difference. A uh, perfect example is I see these detox supplements all the time mm-hmm. and they got good stuff in them that, that could help deliver detox. However, if you're still eating wheat, grain, corn, dairy, soy, yes. alcohol, and caffeine, you're not yes. detoxing nothing. Exactly. Um, so, so I do think there needs to be a, a habit change. Now, uh, in the same token, sometimes supplements can help people adhere to their program because, hey, I'm spending money on this. I better actually change the habit. So maybe the supplement didn't do anything, but the habits you changed in conjunction. So, but I do think that there, there are some good supplements out there. If you had to take, if you had to take one supplement, what would you tell people? This is the best one. Ooh, I know the most deficient nutrient. Most people is magnesium. Yep. I think if you could only. And what does magnesium do in your body? Massive diarrhea. I'm kidding. Um, so the wrong type and too much. Could, uh, now, magnesium can draw uh, water to, to the colon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to make sure it's a high quality one. If it's a buffered chelate, uh, you know, I recommend Designs for Health or Thorn Research. Designs for Health, um, yeah. There, there are some really good brands, but it helps to regulate heartbeat. So that mm-hmm. could actually help somebody with SVT. Mm-hmm. It helps with headaches. It helps with menstrual cramps, which I have all the time. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it helps with um, anxiety. Anxiety helps lower stress. It improves sleep quality. It relaxes muscles. In fact, the active ingredient in Epsom salts for, for Epsom salt baths is magnesium. That's what relaxes your muscles. Yeah. And so why do you think it's the most deficient in our current modern day diet? 
You want to take that first? It's difficult to absorb. That's, that's, that's I think, why uh, we're so deficient in it. There is a lot of foods that have magnesium in it. Yeah. But it now, I've also heard a lot about degradation of the soil from overuse. That is correct um, as well. So uh, all the vegetables and plants we have today, um, in some cases, are 30 and 40% mm-hmm. less nutrient dense, which is my argument for supplementation. Because even if we eat all the right foods, if we're talking optimal health, I don't know that we can achieve that peak optimal state without a little bit of assistance from a high grade vitamin. But if you're used to eating pop tarts and you switch to (laughs) carrots, I'm thrilled. So that is still a step in the right direction. So if you can't afford supplements, it's not a big deal because the habits are still the most important. But but I I do think that there's uh, some efficacy behind properly sourced supplements for for increasing quality of health. I completely agree. Buy magnesium. That's that's in my list here. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, to bowel tolerance, you know, I recommend a little bit more than what's on the bottle, but I always start with the minimal dose and let their body get adjusted. Mm -hmm. And and again, I think a properly sourced one, you want to look at what else is added to the capsule. Uh, A lot of companies use all kinds of garbage, uh, artificial colors, sucralose, and just nonsense, hydrogenated oils. But, uh, you know, I think Designs for Health, their buffered chelate is, is fantastic. I do want to mention to the listeners, uh, oftentimes calcium is combined with magnesium. And mm-hmm. the reason they do that is it does make it more bioavailable. However, if you have any suspicion of nutrient absorption issues, you may not want to do that because what can happen is uh, calcium could calcify your arteries if you're not absorbing and using it properly and you're supplementing too much with it. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't always shoot for the cow mag. Sometimes I just like the, the magnesium by itself or any concerns of heart conditions or arthrosclerosis. You may not want to do a cow mag. Designs for Health definitely is, is one of the best companies I've heard of for supplements. All right. So what type of process or strategy uh, do you wish you, had, you would have put in place sooner and why? I would definitely say that daily planner is one of the big things. Going back, if I had, you know, wrote those, those three things, those three main things I want to get done for today. I realized how much more I could have, you know, how much more production I could have had. Two is a, something coming from Brendan Burchard, went to one of his conferences and, and he talks about time management and how we can give you more productive throughout the day. And one of the things he said was have 25 minute blocks with five minutes of, of little break time. So with this 25 minute block, you do nothing but Keep your phone to the side, not looking at social media, not looking at anything, but focus on the task that's at hand and you just spend 25 minutes at it and five minute break. That's kind of actually where I now do my, my snacks. I give my five minute break in there uh, and then go back to the 25 minute block. It's funny you say that about the 25 minute blocks. Um, I just finished a certification and Mm -hmm. it was on a very, very dry subject. Um, It was pulling teeth to get myself to do it. And if Mm -hmm. I had a three hour block of time, Mm -hmm. I may spend, I don't know, 46 minutes actually doing exactly. And, but what would happen is I go, okay, I need to take off for a client in 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. But for those 26 minutes, I would put my phone down, no social media. Mm -hmm. I would just hardcore focus on it and I would knock through most of a chapter and just be done. Exactly. Um, So, so I like the idea of those concentrated blocks of time Mm -hmm. because I think after that we start to get brain fatigue and distracted and yeah, we can get some work, uh, but it's only half as effective. Exactly. And if you look how much you look at studies about how much people actually look at their phones throughout the day and, and not doing work, you know, business owners are losing millions of dollars, billions of dollars because of how uh, people 
don't pay attention to, to what their actual task is. Yeah. And then every time you answer a text, it's, it's, it's not just the time it takes to do that text, but mm-hmm. it could take up to seven minutes to yes. get back on task at exactly. the same flow state you're in. Exactly. Now, finally, I, I ask this to every guest, mm-hmm. uh, and this will be talking directly to our listeners. Uh, if you were to list the top three things to tell somebody in order to change their life or to achieve a goal, whether it be mental health, fitness, nutrition, relationship, or career-based. Mm-hmm. If you could tell us what those top three items are and why. Number one is definitely move more. Whether it be, you know, if you live that sedentary lifestyle, whether it be getting up and, and walking around the office a little bit, or or if you go and need to go to the bathroom, take the, you know, take the stairs to go to the bathroom down the stairs, or park in the back of the parking lot and get, you know, a nice longer walk. Whatever it is that you can find to get more movement, Definitely try to do that. I don't care if it's snacks. I don't care, you know, if it's going to, you know, whatever type of workout class you need to go to, just just get a, more movement in. The so, sec- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it cracks me up when uh, people go to the gym mm-hmm. and they're fighting for a front row spot. You're going to the gym. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? What does it matter? Yeah, you park <laughs> and you see it all the time. You see it all the time. Let me get that front row spot. <laughs> what, what? Why do you need that front row spot? You're about to go do a, you know, a mile <laughs> or two miles or whatever. But uh, exactly. That's very funny. Uh, number two would be stress relief. Find whatever, <laughs> wherever you can to, to reduce your stress. You know, for me, it is watching TV and playing and with my dogs and my girlfriend. For my girlfriend, it's going walks on, in nature and, and taking a stroll through nature with the dogs, sometimes with me. And then, you know, for other people's actual meditation. And, and there's tons of different types of meditation. Whatever it is, just find that type of stress relief and, and reduce your stress. I feel like we need to do a whole show on the health benefits of owning a dog. I'm very pro-dog here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what's, your, what's your dog's name? Molly. Molly. Yeah, she's, she's a, it's a it's a common dog name, but she's a good girl. Yeah, I, I think my dog's name is JPEG. Yours is Wait a minute, what kind of dog do you have? What's JPEG? It's like a hound type of mutt. Okay. JPEG is a file extension, you know, for a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, we're that's getting funny. nerdy in the studio here today. <laughs> it's all good. All oh, good. that's funny. I like that. We were talking that's earlier about, uh, well, just one of the things I like about your idea for the, for snacks is that mm-hmm. you get make time during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just, I was tooling around a little bit here while you guys were talking and I want to, so they did the study, Rescue Time did a study about mm-hmm. how much time the average American worker spends on task in an eight hour work day. Oh, and we're yes. going to, we're going to take guesses here out of the work day. How much of the time is spent on task? I'm going um, at eight hour day. Eight hour day. Probably three hours. I was going to go around three, three and a half. You guys are close. Two hours and 48 minutes. Oh my goodness. And somewhere every employer in the U.S. just went, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that makes zero sense, right? And that's the right camera. Yeah. You're losing yeah. billions of dollars. So if you're thinking, man, I don't got time for that at work. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we kind of think through it, you know, you get there, it takes you a good 30, 40 minutes to settle in. Yes. And that's if you don't spill your coffee. Exactly. And then once you get settled and you get emails Mm -hmm. and that can send you down all kinds of rabbit holes. And then you get one phone call and that's an emergency task. You got to put that fire out. Yep. Uh, And then finally you can get back to work. It's lunchtime, right? Uh, And then you deal with that and parking and everyone. What are you going to eat? I can absolutely see that being the case. So here's the breakdown. Two hours. 21% of our working hours are spent on entertainment, news, and social media. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. 21%. 21% of work. 
28% of workers say they start their day before 8.30. 40% of people use their computers after 10 p.m. 26% of work is done outside of normal working hours. That's probably because you only worked on it for two hours and yep. 43 minutes. Need to right. do some after. Um, and 41 or 40% of our day is spent multitasking with communication tools. Yeah. Email. That's and just, that's just fine. Interesting email. note on multitasking. Sense. Only 2% of people can actually, and I can't remember the source for this. We'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes, but 2% of people are thought to actually have the skill of multitasking. Everybody else, what they're doing is- I know, I don't have it. No? What? I, I do not. I used to <laughs> well, think I had it, but that, that 25 minutes is where I'm, yeah. I'm like, I have to but, be at right now. But what's actually happening is you're rapidly switching back and forth between tasks mm-hmm. in your brain, mm-hmm. almost like a diode switching on and off. And, and it fatigues you. And that adds to cortisol problems and stress hormone issues mm-hmm. and weight gain and all kinds of stuff. But the 2% that they can find, that's who's you know flying or fighter jets and stuff in the military. That's who that they sense. want on those. So. That makes sense. I just thought that was pretty interesting. And that's where some brain fatigue comes from. I used to have two TVs in my living room, just one next to the other. One's a gaming TV, one's a regular TV. And I would I would actually, you know, have the, both of them on, playing video games and watch TV. And so I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Wait, maybe you're part of the 2%. You want to fly an F-16? <laughs> you know, no, not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. But yeah, going back to that, that thir- uh, you know, the three tips, the third thing would, would be be consistent. Yeah. Anything that you do, you just... You have to be consistent, whether it's, you know, going on a diet, like, oh yeah, let me, let me do a diet for a week and then skip two weeks and then go back to it. No, that's not going to work. You're not going to see results. Um, working out, you know, three days a week, three to four days a week, be consistent, stick to that three, four days a week, whatever you do, consistency breeds results. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's something I struggle a lot with my nutrition clients Mm -hmm. is um, they want to overhaul everything and it'll last Mm -hmm. two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I go, if that's not a, if that's not a a consistency, if that's not a change you can consistently do, it was a bad move and then we'll continue to regress their goals. Exactly. And that's where I think something with this four or five minute approach is perfect because anybody can do that and that can get that snowball effect going. Exactly. So that's awesome. And where can people find out about you? Uh, www.snackslife, that's S-N-A-X, life.com. Perfect. I really appreciate you coming by and and for the work you're doing to help people stay moving, uh, especially in a corporate environment. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. We Mm -hmm. look forward to following up with you and hope to see this this movement kind of grow across the nation. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that as well. And hey, we just got done speaking with David and it made me think I would love to just ask you, Brandon, some more questions about the supplements and dive a little bit deeper into that. Specifically, I ask you what supplement you should start with and what do you think the biggest the biggest margin that we have or the biggest deficiency that we have as Americans? And you said magnesium and we talked a little bit about that. What are some of the things that happen when you don't have the proper amount of magnesium in your diet? I think you experience a lot more muscle soreness and stiffness. I think you have a harder time regulating blood sugar. It could even help with insulin quite a bit to, to start with. So somebody that, especially if somebody's concerned of prediabetes and things like that, I mean, there's other supplements that can help with that, like berberine. But magnesium is a more generic one that most anybody can get their hands on and it would be safe to take. And of course, I'm not a medical professional. So any of our listeners that are concerned about taking supplements, feel free to check with your doctor. What are some of the supplements that you see that people sell that you are that you're convinced are just a total waste of money? 
Uh, like, you know, hydroxycut type stuff. Sometimes the premise behind the supplement is great, but there's so many fillers and crap in the packaging of it that it makes it not worthwhile. Yeah. Is a problem with hydroxycut and pills like that is it's just caffeine? Sometimes. Um, and in some cases, they can have almost permanent damaging effects on your metabolism. Uh, so you got to be careful with stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of some that have like capsaicin and things where if you have a damaged gut, it may cause almost an ulcer effect that you want to be careful if it has a large amount of. Yeah. Uh, so there's, you know, you don't want to willy nilly just try any kind of quick weight loss pill, but magnesium is a staple. And uh, I would also lump in fish oil and uh, a high quality multivitamin, which I'm, I'm only aware of uh, a couple that I think would be worthwhile. Yeah. What are the ones that you think are good? You know, honestly, the highest quality one I've found is produced by Wright Labs. And uh, actually, Lifetime Fitness has a formula with Wright Labs that they sell, the Women's and Men's AMPM multivitamin. And even if you're not a member of Lifetime, I think that's the highest quality one I've seen. They're, so that distributor, Wright Labs, the vendor they work with, there's certain things not even allowed in the doors. And I think they produce a lot of professional athlete supplements as well. They're all chelated. And so when, when you look at vitamins, if you're looking at, if you see a bunch of oxides, that's a cheaper form of vitamins that your body has to upconvert to use. You're not going to get a lot of value. So I want to look for chelated minerals. And if you look at the back of the men's AMPM, they're all chelated. It's the proper form of B12. It's the proper form of folate. And there's no crap in the capsule. How do you get people to start? Because if, if you could go down the supplement path and be spending hundreds of dollars a month, do you find that that is necessary for people? I think it has a lot to do with budget and what their goals are. You know, if I have a client facing, hey, you have a couple months to get your numbers down or we're putting you on metformin and you're going to be type 2 diabetic, I think it'd be worth to spend a little bit more because uh, properly sourced supplements, I think in many cases work better than prescription medication without the negative side effects. Mm. But hey, if, if you don't, you know, if you're not facing any sort of health dilemmas and, and you just want to feel a little bit better, I would at least stick with the staples, which would be the multivitamin, the fish oil, the magnesium. So earlier in the episode, when we were talking with David, you mentioned that the nutrient value of today's vegetables could be not the same as it was before because of overuse of the soil. And you said, so that might be a reason to consider supplements just right off the bat. If, if they're in your budget. If they're in your budget, are there any types of fruits or vegetables that they're more nutrient dense that if you focus on those, you get better results? Yeah, I think there are. And I think it also depends on the sourcing. You know, if it's non-GMO and not sprayed with glyphosate and Roundup, regardless of nutrient content, that's a better choice. But every single type of vegetable, fruit, nut, seed has a different nutrient profile. I don't think there's a tremendous amount of value in lettuce, for instance, unless it's a dark leafy green like spinach or kale. So if, if you're looking at a salad, you know, iceberg lettuce is primarily, it's like 90 something percent water. I don't know that you're getting a lot of vitamins there. Yeah. So, so with those types of things, definitely the dark leafy greens are what we want to go for. One of the things I was wondering that we didn't bring up on the episode is this doing exercises in short bursts. Would it be more beneficial or the same essentially to do like five or six workouts throughout the day or to just focus on doing one workout? That is a great question. I don't have any specific knowledge on that. When it comes to overload for muscles, you know, in order to create the type of fatigue, you know, I feel like having a more concentrated time could be better, especially if you consider nutrient timing. 
Yeah. Because uh, we know, you know the general consensus is if you if you schedule your highest protein and carbohydrate post-workout, that's much more beneficial than a sedentary part of the day. So just from a nutrient standpoint, I think we could take advantage of the workouts for you know more results if we do it in a concentrated period. Mm-hmm. But if your lifestyle doesn't allow for that, you're certainly going to get plenty of benefits by spacing it throughout the day. Yeah. I guess with the average American worker working for two hours and 40 minutes or so, they can probably just skip out for an hour and work out and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll have more energy. They'll be more focused. They'll probably get a lot more Maybe done. they'll climb that up to three hours and 30 minutes and the employer will be like, wow, you're the best employee. <laughs> employee of the year. There it is. But, uh, you know, I break mine up if I have a, a ton of clients. I don't always have a large segment. And usually what will happen, I'll do core for six or seven minutes, just concentrated core work. And then uh, I'll get 15 minutes of stretching and maybe with a client or later in the day. And then, you know, I've had days where if I could just get a couple pull-ups or something in, but not everybody has access to gym equipment all the time. So yeah. I happen to have a career where I'm surrounded by it constantly. Mm-hmm. But body weight exercises are fantastic. That Tabata set, I said, you know, you can, there's all kinds of benefits you get with cardio, with mitochondria, with capillary formation from those four minute high intensity bursts. Yeah. So I'm not like an exercise expert in any way, shape or form, but I've been training with you and we did a Tabata set which is 20 seconds on 10 seconds off for what felt like forever, but I think it was only (laughs) four minutes minutes. and we did burpees. And I thought, surely this can't be that hard. But when I got done with that four minutes, it had, it felt like I was in high school and I just ran a half mile as fast as I could, the way that my lungs just were burning. And what I like about it is you can get the same kind of benefit for your endurance by working smarter and, and work, focusing on, on what you're doing instead of just kind of focusing on one muscle group. Because I think what that did was focus on every muscle group in my body and just kind of took all the, all my energy yeah, and it is a different type of energy burn than if you're doing something at a lower intensity. Mm-hmm. Without going too, too deep into this, there's three main energy systems. You have your endurance, which you can go a long time on. You have around 60 seconds, which would be about a 10 to 12 rep range with weights. And then you have your short burst plyometric or explosive energy system, which is just a couple seconds of all out energy. Mm. And depending on the combination of those three energy systems, we get different ratios of burning carbohydrates to burning body fat. So sometimes maybe during that workout, you won't be doing a whole lot for fat burn because it's so high intensity. It's just relying on glycogen and carbohydrate. But what you're doing is you're increasing mitochondrial density and you're increasing capillaries and all kinds of different things that could throughout the day cause uh, a higher metabolic effect. If you're listening and that sounded a little bit academic and over your head, I think one of the things that that's been helping me out is Brandon does a really good job of when we're working out explaining uh, stuff and helping me understand like the why behind it, which makes me want to work out more. And so I just can't, I guess I'm, I'm just making an endorsement for finding a personal trainer. I know that <laughs> for a lot of people, they think like hiring somebody to do personal training is the same way people think about a life coach or something. The successful people use them. Yeah. I'm a personal trainer and I have a personal trainer. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, See, that makes me like you more. Yeah, because uh, well, they can push me in ways I won't push myself. They could check my form. You know, I could look in a mirror, but it's not the same. When you have somebody holding you accountable and with different perspective and different knowledge, you know, I, th- I think it's helpful. Yeah. And if you're not willing to make that kind of investment, well, that snacks program David talked about is perfect. That was five minutes a day. Yeah. 
I think you got to find something that works for you and be consistent. That's what I'm learning. Yep. Uh, who do we have on? I think it was Drew. He said it. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're consistent at it, you're going to see progress. And, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, uh, go check us out at firewithinnf.com. You can subscribe to our newsletters and make sure you never miss an episode or any other content. Also, be sure to follow us on social media.